Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, December 23rd, 2021. And yeah, it is just, it's Christmas, man. I mean, there's just no other way, no other way to say it. It's Christmas time. And tonight is the first Christmas Eve service at Bayside, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, 4 and 6 on the 24th. Um, but yeah, we're looking looking forward to that. That's going to be a ton of fun and a very moving experience. Always is on Christmas Eve. I love it. All right. Well, um, today we are reading, continuing our readings in Isaiah, Revelation, and Luke. And so uh, Revelation or Isaiah 31, verse 1 through 9, Revelation 21 through uh, 22, verse 5. So, they, so we'll start at 21, 21 22. <laughs> it's confusing. Chapter 21, verse 22 through chapter 22, verse 5. So and then we'll uh, we'll read Luke 1, 39 through um, 56. Uh, Luke 39 through 56. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, DJ. Good morning, Julie. I wonder if some people are off today, starting to get off, or maybe this is the last day of work, or maybe they work up to Christmas Eve. Uh, but I would assume some people are starting to wrap up their their week here pretty quick. So, yeah, I'll probably go in a little later. I was and stay in through the Christmas Eve service tonight. So, all right, guys, let's do this. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world, even when it's Christmas, especially when it's Christmas. So let's do it. Revelation, or sorry, Isaiah 31, verses 1 through 9. And tomorrow, just a housekeeping thing, tomorrow will be podcast only. I won't be on Facebook Live tomorrow, um, but there will be a podcast for Christmas Eve. Um, so if you, um, yeah, if you're sign up for the podcast, subscribe to the podcast on whatever Apple, uh, Spotify, um, however you Google, whatever you use for your podcast, uh, you, we can, we can do this together on tomorrow through the podcast. And it does shift a little bit. The reading shift a little slightly for, um, Christmas Eve and Christmas day. All right. Um, so Isaiah 31, one through nine, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strength of their horsemen. Do not look to the Holy One, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. Hmm. It's always a good reminder, guys. Um, what do we look to first for help? Um you know, obviously there are some destructive things you can look to first for help. Um, had a bad day. What do you go to first? Uh, you um, 
kids are driving you crazy, whatever, what do you go to first? Um, you need to clear your head. What do you go to first? You have a conflict with someone. What do you go to first? Uh, woe to those who go down to other things. We should first look to the Holy One of Israel. Hmm. It's a good reminder, right? It's a good reminder for us. Uh, Can I I say I always do that? No, I don't. (laughs) Not even as a pastor, I don't always do that. But it's a great reminder that I should, and I should do it more often. Amen? Yeah. Uh, Verse 2. Yet he is... Yet he too is wise and can bring disaster. He does not take back his words. He will rise up against that wicked nation, against those who help evildoers. But the Egyptians are mere mortals, not gods. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, those who help will stumble. Those who are helped will fail. All will perish together. This is what the Lord says to me. As a lion growls, a great lion over its prey. And though a whole band of shepherds is called together against it, it is not frightened by their shouts or disturbed by their clamor. So the Lord Almighty will come down to do battle on Mount Zion and on its heights. Wow. Reminds me of um, um, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, C.S. Lewis, Aslan, right? Aslan is uh, the Christ figure in the, in the children's tale. Uh, and is portrayed as a lion. And um, there's that famous, and just the, the growl of Aslan just, you know, causes nature to shiver. There's a, there's a famous line in that that says, uh, um, they're asked about Aslan. Is he safe? Is he safe? Oh, no, he's not safe. Aslan's not safe but he's good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's it, man. Is the king of kings safe? I don't know if the king of kings is safe, but he's good. Yes. Yes. Uh, love it. Verse five. Like birds hovering overhead, the Lord Almighty will shield Jerusalem. He will shield it and deliver it. He will pass over it and will rescue it. Return, you Israelites, to the one you have greatly revolted against. For in that day, every one of you will reject the idols of silver and gold your sins, your sinful hands have made. Assyria will fall by, by no human sword. A sword not of mortals will devour them. They will flee from the sword, and their young men will, put, will, be, forced, will be put to forced labor. Their stronghold will fall because of the terror. At the sight of the battle standard, their commander will panic declares the Lord, whose fire is in Zion, whose furnace is in Jerusalem. Wow. You know, it's it's a good reminder that what God is saying is he's, he's calling out those forces that everyone thought was unconquerable. Egypt and Assyria. In the midst of fear, in the midst of terror, the adversaries look un, unconquerable that they're never going to be defeated, they're never going to go away, that they are the strongest, that they are superior, that they, that they are ultimate. And the prophetic words, and Isaiah in particular, is using his God, God-given god gifts and talents and calling to creatively communicate to the people of God, no, these 
insurmountable forces in our minds that we think are insurmountable will be brought down. <laughs> they are not ultimate. God is. Hmm. What, what is it that you're f- fearful of right now? What is the thing that you're most fearful of? You don't have to type it out. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, just yell it at the yell it at your device. <laughs> Sickness, death, loss of income, whatever, getting sick, whatever. Whatever that thing is, is not ultimate. God is. God is ultimate. God is bigger than all of it. God is greater than all of it, any of it. He is what? Sovereign Lord. <laughs> he is sovereign Lord. All right. Let's read tw- let's read Revelation 21. Y'all too? Let's do it. Revelation 21 verse 22 through 22 verse 5. That makes sense. Revelation 21 verse 22 through chapter 22 verse 5. Here we go. I did not see a temple in the city. Who I love this verse. Talking about he's, you know, in the New Jerusalem. He's in he's seeing the glory of God. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine in it. I'm actually going to be talking a little bit about this passage tomorrow, tonight, the Christmas Eve service. It did not need the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God gives it, gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. Mm. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Chapter 22. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life. Remember, mm, mm, mm. remember back in the garden? See, this is, this, is the, uh, this is the culmination of history right here, man. This is like, so in the Garden of Eden, the tree of life, Adam and Eve ate from the garden, uh, from the tree of life, and they were banished from the garden. They could not, and that tree of life, uh, rec- represents that perfect um, relationship and community and fellowship with God, among other things. But perfect, it, re- it, re- it represents perfection and paradise. And we, and Adam and Eve were banished from the garden. Now here in the book of Revelation, what what appears again? The tree of life. John too is using apocalyptic language. He's using uh, creative language. To communicate this powerful truth. On each side of the river stood the tree of life. Bearing 12 crops of fruit. Yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Wow. Wow. That will be healing, man. Messiah will bring healing. Amen. Messiah will bring healing. 
No longer will there be any curse. The curse of what? Sin. The curse of death. There will not be any more curse. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face. Today we see as in a uh, mirror dimly, but then we shall see face to face, is what Paul says. And here this is what John the Revelator is saying. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. That doesn't mean we're going to be walking around with Jesus tattoos. And people be like, oh, I don't know. We get tattoos in heaven. It says it right there. Gee, they're going to have his name on their foreheads. No, no, no. That's not what that means. It means their minds are fixed on the Lord. They have the mind of Christ. They have the mind of the Lord. They're his. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of the lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Yes, reminds me of the Hallelujah Chorus. And he shall reign forever and ever. Just like that. Just like that, guys. <laughs> they will reign with them, though, the people of God. Hallelujah. 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 Like that. Yeah. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Love it. That's where it's going. That's where that's that's how that's that's where we end up, guys. The, the righteous, the righteous end up in that perfect city um, where we where there is no need for the sun or the moon because the glory of God gives it light. Where we, where we are restored to the tree of life to perfection, where um, we see God face to face. Wow. Because why? Because there is no more curse, because there's no more sin and um, division. There's no more separation between us and God. It is completely restored. The restoration, God's mighty restoration plan, it will be complete and it will be completely perfect as he intended. And we will look through the long throes of history and we'll think, wow, through all of that, through every single step of history, as we talked about the other day, precept upon precept, line upon line, God has had a systematic plan to bring us back to paradise. Paradise lost, paradise restored. Banished from the tree of life, brought back to the tree of life. Mm. And what is instrumental or integral in that plan to bring us back humanity back into right relationship with God, uh, Christmas. <laughs> and we get back to Christmas. Luke chapter one, verses 39 through 56. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow, well, John the Baptist is just jumping in the womb, and Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Wow. Mm. 
As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. And blessed are you and me. Blessed is everyone who believes that the Lord will fulfill their prom his promises to us. You're blessed if you believe that the Lord will fulfill his promises to you. Because he will. I love this. This Mary's song. This is beautiful. Here we go. And Mary said, and this is our theme text for the whole week, right? This theme text for the whole week of this week theme, which is the coming joy, is my soul, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And we're about to read that. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my soul spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Why? For he has been mindful of the humble state of his service. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten you. I don't know what your Christmas looks like. I don't know what, you know, this season, what you're carrying into this season may not be the best financial year, may not be the best health year, but look, and you may be forgotten. You might be not be able to do the things you used to do or you've done in the past because of this or that. But look, he has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten you. You can sing Mary's song, man. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Yes. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Yeah. He has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He scatters the proud and exalts the humble. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham, to his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. Wow, that's beautiful. You got um, newly pregnant Mary speaking to, you know, Elizabeth, who is a, probably midterm. And this young girl just sees the glory of God, sees the goodness of God, sees the great reversal of um, our sovereign Lord, who uh, is mindful of the lowly and humbles the proud. Wow. And notice that she she recognizes that it's in fulfillment. It's it's a it's a fulfillment of his promise. He's doing this because he made a promise. Not not just to her generation, but to past generations. Do you know God answers prayers for you because of uh, he or God does things in your life because of prayers that have been prayed from generations past? from great-grandparents who prayed that their descendants might know the Lord, that, that, that they might be blessed, that they might be encouraged, that they might find grace. You know what? We experience those things today because of their faithful prayers, generations in the past. And God's faithfulness to them is called, has caused blessing in our life. We're so individualistic in our culture, we think we're it. 
<laughs> that, you know, God's doing this because I prayed or God's doing this because, you know, of this or that. You know, God, a lot of times God's doing things because of promise made, promises made to generations in the past. And for us, too, it should encourage us to pray now. And God will do things for our gen, our descendants and our children and our great-grandchildren and our great-great-grandchildren because of his faithfulness to us. Mm, mm. And that's what Mary said. Young, this young girl, she realizes, you know, God is faithful. He's not just faithful to me. He's been faithful to my grandparents. This is all part of his character of keeping his promise. God keeps his word. How many promises does God keep? Every one he makes. How many promises does God keep? Every single one he makes. The whole book. Everything he makes, he's going to keep. Just from going back to what we read, the book of life. God created us for the book of life. Or, or, I'm sorry, for the tree of life. He, he created us to be in that garden, and enjoying the tree of life, enjoying fellowship with him. And, and when we sin, you would think, well, that's, that's it. Do you think a human sin is actually going to overturn the purpose and plan of God? No. God is persistent. He's long-suffering. He's compassionate and kind and gracious. And so from year upon year, millennia upon millennia, he's going to work his plan. He's going to prove that he's sovereign. He's going to keep his promises, and he's going to restore things back to the way they were because he is Lord, and what he intends happens. Yes. And absolutely integral into that plan. The critical piece is the coming of Jesus, the coming of God's Son, God in flesh. Wow. Mary reminds us that God is mindful of the humble, and uh, He's faithful from generation to generation. Man, thank God for that. All right, guys. Well, tomorrow, remember, uh, podcast only, but we will continue reading. Uh, and we'll continue reading through the Gospel of Luke on to Zechariah's song, right? Zechariah's song, which is beautiful too. He has filled, Mary reminds us, he has filled the hungry with good things. He will fill you with good things, man. He will. The things that you need in your life, they don't, they don't come from anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ. It comes from, from God. He's the one who provides it. He's the one who gives us good things. Hmm. And man, what what and man, what can you say about this story and Elizabeth to show that kind of compassion, that kind of grace, that kind of hospitality, and um, and spiritual insight and wisdom, right? To to be to be discerning. Um, I think the portrayal of Elizabeth in this passage is beautiful. I mean, just beautiful that she would embrace her young cousin who's probably confused, and she embraces her and greets her with a blessing, right? Just blesses her. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you bear, is what she told her when she came. When Elizabeth, when Mary showed up at her door troubled, she said, blessed you are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mm. Wow. When someone runs to you in trouble, man, when someone runs to me in trouble, what's our, what's our word to them? It's important. It's important. That first word is important. But why'd you do that? <laughs> well, that wasn't very smart. Got yourself into a real mess now, didn't you? 
That's not what that's not what Mary, that's not what Elizabeth said. When Mary came confused and troubled, and no, make no mistake, the reason she's going to Elizabeth's house is because there's gonna be a lot of talk in the town. There's gonna be a lot, a lot of talk in the town, a lot of people gossiping and 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 questioning and and you know, murmuring about her. So she goes to a safe place. She goes to Elizabeth, her cousin's house, and her cousin could have gave her gave her the business too, but she doesn't. She says, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit, fruit of your womb. Mm. How about how about when someone runs to us, we let them know, hey, you know what? This is a safe place. You're safe here. And God, and God will work through this. God will work things out. God will um, God will guide us. Yeah. All right, you guys. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you guys for so much for being on today. Good readings, man. Good stuff. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for um, our friends and the opportunity to share uh, in these readings together. We don't take it for granted. We are so grateful for it. Lord, thank you that you uh, you are faithful. You are faithful to your promises. You never uh, sleep or slumber. You never back down on your promises. You keep 100% of them. You are a promise keeper. So we thank you for that. And uh, we pray, Lord, that we as your children, those who wear your name on our foreheads and on our right hands, that we would also be those who keep promises just like you, um, that we make promises and keep them so that our word is our bond. Lord, I pray for um, each and every person today that we would, uh, maybe those who feel like they're being, that they're overlooked, or maybe this year is difficult, it's trying Maybe they see, may they see your hand of grace and mercy, that your favor is upon them, um, that you are highly favored, um, that they are highly favored by you. Um, may they see the, that um, you exalt the humble and humble the proud. Lord, thank you for this time of year. As we move closer to Christmas, Lord, we just pray that we, uh, likewise, as the clock moves closer to Christmas, our hearts might move closer to yours um, in worship, in devotion. Uh, in sweet moments of intimacy with you, Lord. Thank you so much for my friends. I pray your blessing and encouragement on each of them today. May your love and grace go with us. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you guys so much for being on today. Tomorrow, podcast only, but we will continue our readings on Christmas Eve tomorrow. Love to have you a part of that. So uh, join us on whatever, uh, Apple Apple. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, whatever, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.